Hi. Hi. It's Joy, everybody. Hey. Nathan's on the road, and I'm back with Joy. Episode 91 of You'll Die Trying. Thanks for having me. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Joy. We're the Carols, and this is You'll Die Trying. Okay, we didn't get to finish our conversation, so it turns out that it's a good thing that we get to do this again because I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. You're stuck with me. Oh, that's awesome. Thank <laughs> you. Um, first of all, thank you for doing this. You're welcome. Uh, are you comfortable? I am. I'm okay. going to try to keep the mic close to my mouth this it's time. It's hard. Yes. It's hard to do. The mechanics of podcasting. Got the it. things nobody tells you. They're not, <laughs> it's not sexy. It's just one of those things. I don't know. You look pretty good. So do you. I like Thanks. your camo leggings. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and your bow tie belt. <laughs> you know, the difference. Do what I can. Uh, so I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. First of all, um, you and I have experienced any number of times people coming to us and saying, hey, we'd love to get together. Call us sometime. We'll be out to dinner on a date night, and someone will come up and they'll say, hey, next time you're going out, let us know. We'd love to join you. I feel like that is a throwaway. Talk about it. They really don't mean it. Because if they meant it, they would actually contact you and get their calendar out and make a date. And I have, I have done it too. I think we all have. Yes, I have done it too. I have a particular allergy to it now, though, when people say, hey, let's get, get, get together. And I'll say, if it's something that I want to do, okay, I'm going to get my phone out. Let's look at our schedules right now. And it completely throws people off. And they're I'm always sure like, oh, gosh, I'll have to. And I don't think it's anything. I don't take it as a personal uh, affront that they don't want to get together. I just think that it's, it's become a way of saying goodbye. Right. How are you is a way of saying hello. Let's get together sometime is a way of saying goodbye. What's wrong with hello and goodbye? Nothing. Hello. Hello. Goodbye. (laughs) And what is wrong with saying you're not okay if you're, how are you doing today? Oh, you know what? It's it's just been an okay day. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's everybody a crappy says, day. Oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm great. I'm fine. I'm fine. Fine means I'm not fine. Yes. So why not just say what's real? Why do women lie about that stuff to their husbands? I don't know. Why do men? Well, I don't know that they do. You don't? Here's what happens. What's going on? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Obviously, you're not fine. So I'm going to ask you a second. I don't say this part. I'm going to ask a second time. And then I say to you, it doesn't seem like you're fine. What's going on? You're like, I'm fine. It's normally a third time. I'm fine. And I'm like, okay, obviously you're not fine. Obviously you're not ready to talk about it. I would love to talk about it when you are ready to talk about it. And then later we have the conversation and I'll say, you weren't fine. 
How is that not a lie? Okay, well, number one, if I say I'm fine, it does mean I am not fine. So the word <laughs> fine is bad. You are correct. Okay, so I was not making a false you assumption. You were not. All number right. two, when you go to work and all you do is talk to clients, when you come home, I don't want to share all of my not fine things with you because I feel like you need a break. So if I was a, a physician and our child sliced her arm... I can only speak for myself. I'm not expected to stitch her up just because I've been doing it all day. I shouldn't do it at home. Well, you should and you better. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You're the number one. Well, I appreciate that. You, and you've always said that. And But sometimes that's hard to understand well, I and accept. That. I, it's hard for me to accept it, too. I'm not going to lie. Well, I don't thank accept you it. for acknowledging that. Yeah, I really don't accept it. I and, mean, I, you say it, and I believe it in the part of my brain that believes things intellectually. But at an emotional level where it like becomes a part of my bones, it's very hard for me to accept. And I don't think that I fully do. And I will also have to say this. Sometimes when I say I'm fine, it's because I am processing something and I don't know yet. Okay. Here's something you could say besides I'm fine. I'm processing it. And I don't know yet. And I don't know yet. And back at you, babe. Right. No kidding. Well, you get on me for asking you is if everything's okay. I now have to find creative ways to ask that same question. <laughs> Because you're like, why? And I think it's because if everything is fine, you're wondering, why am I putting off a vibe that I'm not fine? Yes. And if things aren't fine, you really aren't ready to talk about it yet. So it, I'm in a kind of a catch-22. But I think it's my responsibility to check in with you because I don't want to make assumptions. Because I will always make the assumption, referring to our previous episode, that something is wrong and that the primary thing that's wrong is me. It's you. Right. Yes. So, and I'm not trying to be narcissistic about it. I'm not thinking that everything's about me. It's not about that. So thank you, callers and commenters, of which we have none. By the way. <laughs> but I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying, oh, if you're upset, it's because of me and I'm some narcissistic jerk. I mean, I am a narcissistic jerk, but not in that sense. Good I'm, to know. I'm just asking, is everything okay? I'm picking up on something. And you know I'm perceptive. You are, very. And I'm insightful. It's not because of, it's a gift. It's not a thing I would want. It's like I pick up on things I wish I didn't pick up on because then I have to do something about it. Like right. say, is everything okay? Is there anything on your mind? Are you carrying something that's you don't want to carry? Like I'm having to find all these ways of asking what's going on because you don't want to answer that question. But sometimes nothing is wrong and it does make me mad because you're saying, "What are you okay? What's wrong? And I'm like, I don't know. Do I need to have something wrong? I can come up with something if you need me to, but I, I don't have anything. Because you wonder like, what, what vibe am I putting off that you think something's wrong? Yes, that's correct. So maybe that would be an interesting question for you to ask. To ask myself? No, ask me. Like, okay. am I putting off a am vibe? Am I putting off you... a vibe? And I'll say, well, here's my observation. Okay. You are being very quiet. You're looking out the window in the car. You're not talking. That's very unlike you. It seems like there's something in your mind. I'm not saying it's me, and I'm not saying you have to tell me, but if you would like to talk about it, I'm all ears. And I don't want you to think, well, you listen to people all day at work, so you shouldn't listen to me. You're you're the one person that I, I, I'm going to listen to first. Well, would you like to set a date on our calendar to get together? Yes. In fact, let's do that right now. Let's get out <laughs> our phones and say, yes, let's have dinner How together. How about tonight? Well, it's great because somebody recently, well, it, Megan. 
She did. Megan reached out and said, hey, let's get together. And and this was via text in a group. Mm-hmm. I was in session. Nathan's working on the road. And the next time I got back to it, she had asked, you had answered, and, and we made a schedule. That's right. We're going to go on a bike ride on Friday night. Bike ride to dinner. Dinner. This is because we want to do it. Yes. So why do people say, let's do it, and then nothing comes of it? Because it's their goodbye. It's their pleasantry. Do you know the word goodbye is a collusion of the words, God be with you? I do. Do you know why I know that? I don't want to know. Because I am married to you. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) All right, so this raises another question for me. So if we say, hi, how are you? And what we mean is hello, and we don't really want to know how people are. And if we say, hey, the next time you're out, let's get together, or let's get together sometime, and that never happens, that's our way of saying goodbye, it, it rings of inauthenticity. And I want to know that that I personally am always doing my best. Yes, and you have a thing about being authentic. I do. Which is good. Well, here's the thing, though. I think people experience the opposite of what they talk about the most. And if I'm talking about authenticity a lot, it makes me wonder, am I experiencing the opposite of that? Yes, most people, it's projection. Yeah, that can be true too. Yeah. What we say we want is what we're not experiencing. Right. So I think if I'm talking about that a lot, it's probably because I'm not experiencing that. So that makes me wonder like, okay, if I I need to start asking like, what do you hear me talking about a lot? And you'll say, whatever. Authenticity. Okay. I need to ask myself, am I being true? Am I being real? Am I being vulnerable? Well, and I think it's also what you expect from people. That's the other side of that. So if it means something to you to be authentic, what's important to you also is for the people that you are with to be authentic as well. I am very direct. I like people to be very direct with me. Let's talk about that. Okay. Because you are very direct. I am direct. But I have reason to be direct, too. Everybody has their baggage that they carry around. I like to carry mine in Louis Vuitton red luggage. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a reason why I'm direct. When I Do you want to hear all this? Of course. Okay. So when I was a little girl, I have a sister that has special needs. And she was born with a brain tumor and... um, My parents didn't know. It grew as she grew, and she, at age five, six years old, when my mom was pregnant with me, started having seizures. She had been having seizures, but then she had a grand mal seizure, and they found out that she had this tumor. Well, my parents, as I grew up, my house was very stressful because of my sister. We we operated on just a high-anxiety level, underlining because of of my sister. And whenever Ginger and I, my uh, the middle daughter, my sister that's one year older than me, we would say, is Jeannie okay? Is she okay? Because we would not think that she was okay and we could feel the stress in the family. And my parents would always say, oh, she's fine. We're doing great. You know, we're trying this. Jeannie's doing this, but everything is fine. Well, it wasn't fine. Jeannie wasn't doing well. And then we would have times where, you know, you you get complacent and you think it's normal for your family to operate like this. And then you do think everything is fine. And then the ball drops and 
you know, you're woken up in the middle of the night, you have to go say goodbye to your sister in the hospital because she's probably not going to make it through the night. Mm. So you have, I had one, my parents trying to protect my, my sister, Ginger, and I, saying Jeannie is okay, she's fine. And then I have the what actually does happen, and that is she's not okay and she might not make it through the night. So those two things, you know how I say, actions and words, well, they're, I operate on only noticing the actions as an adult because that is how my childhood rearing years were. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. So that was hard. And so that is where some of my baggage, the little part, compartment in there, that is part of my directness. I want somebody to be 100% honest with me. And throughout my life and life experiences, you know, I had people tell me half-truths and, and or, you know, I would believe everything somebody said and it was not truthful. Mm-hmm. And so the older I have become, the more direct I am. Mm. But I appreciate the fact that you are so authentic and honest with me and you can handle my directiveness. Well, first of all, thank you for for sharing that. You're welcome. Your sister Jeannie is she made it. She did. She still lives with a brain tumor. Yes. She had chemo and radiation. Mm-hmm. She 54. functions fifty four. Functions maybe like a third grader. Mm-hmm. Really sweet. Lives in a a group home in Mississippi, and um, just talked to her two days ago. Right? She yes. called. So she didn't die as you feared she would and as you had prepared yourself time and time and time and time again that she would. Yes. But you carried around the stress that she would. And then your parents were also, what I hear you saying, were trying to protect you from the reality of that. Yes, as any parent would do. Of course. So they wouldn't be able to tell you exactly what was happening or they might shave off the rougher edges of exactly what was happening. Yes. And as a result, you want it 100% true, delivered cleanly, and precisely. Yes. And a lot of people do not care for it when I do that. Right. So this is how important I think it is that, that we develop a solid sense of self because that's you. Right. You have reasons for that, which until now, people who know you didn't may, may not know. Mm-hmm. And there are people who have known you and who know Jeannie and who still don't understand. Well... And I don't expect and part of people that's to because, understand. And you haven't shared much, and right. it's just, you're not one to talk about yourself. But I think it's really important that you tell that part of the story. You don't owe anyone anything, including an explanation. So if someone has an issue with your directness, that's their issue. You're not mean. You're not, you're not calling anybody a name. You're no. not cussing and throwing things. You're just saying, I don't like that. If you have a, a person who's assisting you shopping with something, a clothing, we're out looking for furniture or home decor stuff. People say, oh, what do you think about this? You'll say, I hate it. You have no problem with that. <laughs> and I just all. laugh and laugh, and they're like, oh, oh, okay. okay. Because I think they're used to saying, oh, okay, that's nice, when really they have no intention. Right. So you're actually honoring people by being clearer, and you're also honoring their time by not wasting it, by saying, I hate it. I don't hate you. You're not the problem. Well, it's just I don't like what you've selected, and I'm not going to beat around the bush about it. In the tw- in my 20s, I kind of laughed it off. In my 30s, I tried to 
not be as direct. In my 40s, I don't care anymore. What do we have to look forward to in your 50s? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you not even might nervous. be in trouble. As he feels his palms. Uh, <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I love it. You know I love your directness. I appreciate the fact that you do. And, and you do require 100% honesty. I do. That is my thing. You like it, even though it's hard sometimes, and you really don't like directness, but you prefer it. Yes. You don't have to sugarcoat it. Just right. tell me the truth. Yeah. Even though it might make you mad for a minute. Yes. So uh, I do think that people, I'm just going to say this. In this community, Uh people have misunderstood you. You think so? I know. Yes, because before I knew knew you, which was, there wasn't very much because I met you early on and we were working together um, at church and stuff. But before I knew knew you, I think people had this impression of you as being a certain something. Yes, a snot. And I wouldn't say that, but I understand what you're saying. And that is 100 million percent the opposite. Yes, it is the opposite. And if anybody took just a moment to talk to me and get to know me, they would know that that is not correct. And people who know you and listen to this are right now nodding, saying, yep, maybe because they thought it but definitely because they know that you are as down to earth as they come. Yes. You are honest. You will help anyone. You will do anything. You're Like I said before, you're a constant encourager. And I I love, I actually love it. I know it's frustrating for you because you have this uh, sense of being misunderstood from the beginning. And then people kind of come around, oh. And people will say, I've heard them say, man, I, I thought you were... You know, yes, this or you that. you are completely opposite uh-huh. of what I thought you were going to be. Yes, which is a compliment, I guess, but kind it doesn't of, sound like it to you. Kind of not. Right, right. Uh, but I love, I love, love, love watching it happen. I know it's not fun for you, but I love it because people make the transformation of thought, what they, th- what they preconceived versus what is actual. And they get the joy of discovering the real you when they've put in the time, when they've actually scheduled getting together rather than just saying, hey, let's get together sometime. Right. And there are a lot of people who think they know you who don't. Yes. Yes, that's true too. Well, so, yeah. Uh, here is a word for directness. Do it. Be direct. S- don't mince your words. It's a waste of time. If people can't handle it, that's on them. And have an opinion. Oh, my goodness. I mean, come on. Have an self. opinion. Be a self. That's what we say to our kids. Hey, be a self. Yeah. Stop doing what the other one's doing. <laughs> don't do, just don't be copy. Be a leader, not a follower. Mm-hmm. I mean, life's too short. Right. Yeah. So the, the truth-telling thing is huge because you experienced your parents kind of doing that necessary curbing of the full truth to try to protect you. Right. And you ended up now as a grown adult saying, okay, I don't want anyone doing that. Mm-hmm. And you've been in relationships where you've been lied to and there's constantly, repetitively for a, a long time. So now you're like, I demand 100% truth and honesty at all times. No half-truths. Yes, and I say that to our girls all the time. A half-truth is the same as a lie. Say more about that. <laughs> well, I mean, you can make yourself sound good by kind of just telling a portion of what is truthful, where it is, it's to make you then oh, allow that other person to kind of think what you want them to think. And I just can't stand that. Or making an excuse on why you can't go 
out to dinner and set that date. There's always something. Which is just say, no, I really don't have time right now, but thank you. Or, you know, gosh, I didn't do that. Or my fault. People want to protect themselves to make themselves look better so much that they just don't tell 100% the truth. Can you think of a, a quick example of, of a half-truth? No. Yeah, no, I was sitting here doing the same. I mean, I hear them all the time. And I'm always like, oh, I need to remember that because I want to use it as an example, but I can't remember. I can't. But I mean, something as simple as a wife asking her husband, you know, because this is an actual thing in some relationships. Like there will be a spouse or partner who like doesn't go to work, but they told their spouse they were going to work. Mm-hmm. And so they can say, did you go to work today? Yes, I went to work today. Doesn't mean that I went, parked, walked in, clocked in, did my work, clocked out and drove home. I went to where I, wa- I drove by the office on my way to do whatever I'm doing instead of working that I'm lying to you about, right? Yes. Like that would be a half truth. That would. I went to work, but I didn't go there to work to do what everybody does at work. Right. Or, you know, something as simple as, oh, well, if I ask you to, if you did something and you're like, oh, yes, I was going to do that. I, I had that on my agenda today, but yet you had never thought about it instead of just saying, oh, gosh, I forgot and I'm going to do that. Thank you for reminding me. Thank you for reminding me. It is, oh, no. I, yes, I was going to do that, but this happened and this happened and this happened. I mean, that's the only example I can think of right now. So 100% the truth, 100% of the time, and delivered directly to your door, unpackaged, unadorned, not sugar-coated, just <laughs> Here it is. Boy, people are going to want to get to know me. <laughs> well, I, I okay, I'm just going to come out and say this oh, publicly. Right. I think that's I think that is an issue for people because we are that way. Yes, you are the same way and people don't know what to do with you because you throw people off. Well, you go deeper, quicker mm-hmm. than most and it's unexpected and you know, people are taken back by it. Yeah, I don't think people really, I think we all want to be known, but I think people are scared of it. And because I want to be, and I know that I want to know others, I will, I'm happy to ask questions like, tell me about like what, you know. Yeah, don't waste time. What ha- what trauma have you experienced? Like, I'm not going to throw that out over the appetizer, but it'll be there by the end of the entree, I can <laughs> it, guarantee. It will, but here's the thing. People do not ask you the same questions. Joy and I have this thing where, and we're keeping a tally, and it's like one million to one, where basically we love getting to know people. But it is so funny how people tend not to ask us anything. They don't ask us questions. We ask questions, and then, and it's not because we're doing all the talking, right? Because we would much prefer the other person. Well, people, people like to, to talk about themselves too, because that's yes. what they know the best. Right. So, I mean, we encourage it by asking and asking and asking. Yeah, as we do. Well. And I think that people, also feel like they know us. Right. So they may not feel like they have to ask anything because they feel like they know us, mm-hmm. which I understand. Yeah. But we don't field a whole lot of questions. It always takes me back. I'm like, oh, there, I've got a, oh, there's a question. Well, and that's also on us too because neither one of us really seriously likes to talk about ourselves. No, I hate it. Yeah, I'm not very good at it either. Well, something I've I've asked people to consider doing in the therapeutic context is if you want people to know something about yourself and people won't ask, then tell them. And we do that. We do. Absolutely. Oh, oh, absolutely we do. Because but, we, we'll pick up on the vibe. We know what's going on. Right. I mean, but I don't bring up Jeannie. No. Or your career. 
Now, if somebody uses the R word, boy, I yeah. am first to say, please don't say that in front of me. I know. That's really bad. And this is why. Yeah. That and people are very sure respectful. Go over very well. It's but direct. It pisses me off. Sure. Sure. Ugh. Well, and that's just because they haven't had the kind of proximity to um, special needs as, as you have. Right. So they don't understand. And everybody I know that you've told that to or that you've asked that of has completely respected that. Mm-hmm. But again, I think you just set people a little bit off center because you're so strong and you're so clear and you know what you want and you know who you are. It's what people love about you and it's what makes people a little bit nervous. Yes, love to hate me or hate to love me. There you go. <laughs> I love that about you. <laughs> and I guess it's probably in part because I see. Thank you, God. I see the good in it. Well. Because you never wonder where you stand. No, you don't. There's never a question about Mm-mm. that. So let me ask you this. So we're, we're asking uh, about, we're asking each other to be authentic. We're talking about directness, truth telling, no half truths, no lies, 100%. Just be out there. Try to do your best. Try to tell the truth, et cetera, all that stuff. I think that in this conversation, something that somebody will say is, you know what? People are just trying to do their best. Okay. And I think people believe, by and large, and this is a sweeping generalization. I'm aware of that, that people always are doing the best they can. I don't think they are. I don't either. See, this is why I wanted to have this conversation with you because I feel terribly negative when I I hear the conversation in my head when someone else is saying, you know what, people are just doing the best they can. And I'm thinking, I don't think that they are. I don't think people are intentional enough to be doing their best. I agree because it takes so much effort. It does. And attention to be intentional. It is a lot of energy and it is a commitment and you have to have conviction. Yes. And I don't think, I think people are basically just kind of lazy. Lazy. Including me, by the way. Oh, I mean, we can all be that way. But if you are going to do your best and show up, boy, you better be ready. You better be alert. Yeah. So when, when people say, oh, they're just doing the best they can. They use it as an excuse. I agree. Yes. I think that is 100% true. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, they can't do any better than that. They're just doing their best. They're a product of their environment. Right. They didn't have the parenting. They wow. didn't have a mentor. Wow. They didn't have... And, wow. and those things may be true, well, but to use guilty. them as an excuse, <laughs> as a counterweight, right? I think is, is irresponsible. And I don't think people are doing their best. And I can say that because I know that there are times when I don't. Well, and same here. But boy, when I do, you can tell. We were swimming laps the other day. You are a very, very, very strong person physically. You're a very strong swimmer. Oh, thank you. So you're like, I'm just going to go do these laps. And you threw out a number and I was like, my heart skipping beats already thinking, well, she's going to be asking me to do it next. And that's going to be difficult. And you did. (laughs) And I did. But you just knocked it out. Like it was hard for you, but you, it's, it doesn't matter. You're not going to stop. Hey, start and finish. And and you were you're just so mentally strong, and so I did it. It took me longer because I was my pauses were longer because I was I'm out of shape. It did not matter. You did it, and that was great. Yeah, I, I finished. I'm yes. going to finish. And all of our girls did them too. Yes, and then they did them the next day without being asked. Exactly. But my point there is, 
you I think you are always you are always doing your best. Very rarely. I won't say always. Right. Almost always. There are times when you give up. I've also especially when it has to do with conflict. Learn to say no. So if I am going to do something, I will give it a hundred percent. Yeah. I also something I've learned in my forties, and it took me that long, is to not fix people, but to work on myself. Yes. So if I can and did stop fixing people, then I would have all this time to work on myself yes. and my family. And what and that was a big change for me and mm-hmm. it was huge. And you know what? I lost Friends over it. I was going to ask, what happened to all those people you used to try to fix? Yes, because once I wasn't their ear to yep. talk to or to fix things for them or to help them through something, well, once I needed help or I went to them and they were just like, no, this is not how our friendship goes. Yeah, It is you help me, but I'm not going to help you. Mm-hmm. And when I stopped, well, so did our friendship. Listen, you're singing my song. I spent a huge portion of my life giving of myself to other people in the form of pastoral ministry. Yes. Getting paid peanuts to do things that nobody else would ever do. Well, especially with your education. Right. And your background. And be there, be there, be there. And then out of sight, out of mind, Mm -hmm. right? So I leave that work to do the therapy world, the work. And I don't, I don't hear anything. I don't see when I, sorry about that's you're hearing Harley Davidson's in the background. There's a, a huge procession of Harleys. Um, when I quit doing things for people, those people disappeared. Because that was your role. And I've always said that when you are paid to love people, like a pastor is paid to do the work. Now, I love those people. I know you do. That's what I was going to say, though, but you truly I, I love. I truly love those people. Mm-hmm. I still love those people. You do. But it can make you feel like those people who get paid to love one night at a time. Yeah. Because it's all of a sudden when you're not there doing something for them, they're, they're gone. Mm-hmm. You don't hear anything from them. So, again, I want to do a podcast one day about, uh, about how the church has just become big business. And one quote unquote CEO leaves and the next one comes and it's just business as usual. Right. That make you sad? No, actually it doesn't. It's it's made it a lot easier because it's it's confirmed my suspicions. That it's it's I've I've always said if I were to die in the pulpit, they'd send you flowers and have someone else in the next Sunday. Of course. They're having to look after themselves. That's right. But it just goes to prove, like your story does, that when you stop doing things for people, they disappear and go find someone else who will do it. And you know what? I am one hundred percent Fine with it. Absolutely. Oh, I shouldn't say fine because that's my that's my word. You're I good am, with it. I'm really good with it yeah, because too. I am a stronger person. Yeah. I'm a better person. I'm a better mom and I'm a better wife and mm-hmm. I'm a better friend to those true friendships. Right. Absolutely. So I, I actually think it was a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I think that takes a a lot of maturity to be able to look at that and say what that is. You know what? I'm good with that. Yeah. I am good with that. Yeah. And you too, it sounds like. I am. Real quick, I'd like for us to distinguish between excuses and explanations. Oh my gosh. This is a debate that Joy and I have all the time because anytime somebody does something and someone has a retort, (laughs) Joy will say, that's just an excuse. That's an excuse. You should have done it. Start it. Finish it, buddy. So it's like, uh, I went to get the food. I came back. The food is cold. The food is cold. 
Yeah, there was a train. That's just an excuse. Like, no, actually, that's not an excuse. That's the reason. Now, that is not a good example. It's a perfect example. No, it's not. Because it's in my favor. Here's what I want to say about this. An excuse is designed to get someone out of something. Did you plan this? No, this just just came up in my Mm -hmm. mind. An excuse (laughs) is designed to get someone out of something. An explanation is designed just to share the reason. I'm I'm not not getting out of it. What? I'm not listening. (laughs) I'm not listening because we have a thousand Harleys outside our windows. So do you hear that? Yes, I can hear it. Can I just tell you how much I hate noise pollution like that? You do have a thing for that. What do we do when we're sitting outside eating at an outdoor eatery in town and a motorcycle goes by. Oh, Jonathan closes his eyes and takes a it couple gives me of like, big breaths. It gives me the prickly heat. Yes, he gets mad. I hate it. It's just too much. Anyway, so excuses are designed to get people out of something. Explanations are designed just to share a reason. I still did it. Here was my reasoning. Here was my rationale. Here is the thinking that I was doing while I did it. Well, my Louis Vuitton red luggage tells me that it's a half-truth. <laughs> really? I th- yes, and that I think it's an excuse. Are you open to, to changing how you think about that? Yes, I am Okay. because you are very good to me, and, and we have a very good relationship, and it is worth working on. Well, thank you, baby. And I am 100% open on just calling out my stuff and not giving any reasons. And I'll wait for you to ask if you want one. Deal. Perfect. We're shaking Shaking hands. hands. (laughs) This has been episode 91. I'm Jonathan Carroll. And I'm Joy Carroll. And we were on fire. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome. I I enjoy it. I love you too. This is You'll Die Trying. Till next time. Bye.